If you have kids, how is sheltering in place going? My name is Jesse. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace. I have three elementary school kids and a three-year-old, and I know we're all facing struggles and challenges as we shelter in place, but this is a safe place, a safe church. Can I just let you know, it's really stressful having three kids in elementary school. So let me give you an example. Uh, The day after Easter Sunday, San Diego Unified School District implemented homeschooling. Now, the plan was for my wife, Desiree, who is an elementary school teacher, she has her master's in education, to implement homeschooling our kids. The problem is that on Easter Sunday, she came down with strep throat and so was out. So Monday morning rolls around, I'm working, I'm getting breakfast ready, I'm trying to break up the fights with the kids, and I take on the challenge to do online school for my kids. Now, each kid has like five different programs that they need to log into. Google Classroom, Seesaw, Preston Math. I mean, and each one has a different login to get in. It's a little bit like you want to watch Netflix, and for some reason you can't log in, and you're so frustrated. You're like, why won't you play for me? Times five per child, three kids. It's like 15 different software programs that I was trying to log into. Then you get in, And it's this whole new program that you're trying to learn. And just figuring it out was also very stressful and overwhelming. So what about you? That's a little bit of what has been stressing me out as we're sheltering in place. Think about what has been stressing you out. I came clean. I laid it all out. Write it in the comments section down below. In Facebook or live stream, let us know what's stressing you out. How do you handle that stress? Most of us, without even thinking, we just kind of go into autopilot. We stress, we get stressed, and then we numb out at night or at some point, right? And it creates this unhealthy cycle. We stress, and then we numb. We stress, and then we numb. And we stress, and then we numb. And it, you know, I've been in recovery. I lived at a rehab facility for uh, months. I've been in recovery programs for years, therapy, all kinds of stuff. I have been a professional nummer. And in this series called Numb and Number, we are exploring the role of our emotions and how they play into our everyday lives. We want to do this from a biblical perspective. So we've been looking at the Psalms to guide us in how to understand our emotions biblically. There's 150 Psalms, each one a poem that is, has that is shaped the worship of God's people for thousands of years. Psalms are helpful because on one hand, they're theologically accurate. They paint a a true picture of who God is. But on the other hand, they are just so down-to-earth, real-life, raw, what is going on emotionally inside of me. A guy named Walter Brueggemann, he's a theologian and he wrote a classic on the Psalms. He says, he observed that there's this simple cycle that most of the Psalms follow. This pattern is orientation, disorientation, new orientation. Now that's not language that we we really use, but it's this pattern that we see in the Psalms, and it's such a better pattern than stressing and numbing and stressing and numbing. And so let me break down this pattern. First, by orientation, I mean life is stable. It's secure. We're feeling good about life. We're grateful for all of the blessings that God has in our lives. But then something happens, and we become disoriented. Now, we've all experienced this with COVID in some in big ways and some in small ways. Whether you feel disoriented and confused with homeschooling or you lost your job and you're not sure what's next or you're just wanting 
human touch because you're living at home. Maybe you, you had plans on a wedding and that got changed or vacation and you're not sure if you're going to be able to do it or school that got cut. Like it's just, it can be very confusing and disorienting. During this time, it can be very stressful. And whether it's screaming kids or you're not sure how you're going to pay your bills or you're in the same house with your, with your spouse all the time and fights are increasing or deadlines that you need to turn in, school exams or sickness, all of these things can be very stressful. And as our body perceives that stress, our adrenal gland actually releases a hormone called cortisol. Now, cortisol is the stress hormone. It, it raises our heart rate, our blood pressure starts to go up. I feel like in my home, there are hourly injections of cortisol into my bloodstream. I mean, it is just regular, the, uh, just the stress. And it's the way it is. You know, it, it, there's nothing that we can really do about it. It's just reality. And it can feel like we're this soda bottle. Every time we get stressed, it's like we get shaken up. And, you know, we got to teach our kid do homeschooling. And we just get shaken up a little bit more. And on the outside, we look fine. You know, it looks like it's, we're doing pretty good. But inside, the reality is the pressure and the stress has been building. And it's easy to feel like we can come down and bring down that stress by numbing out. So we pull out our cell phone and we start swiping or clicking. And you and God know where, where you go on your phone. Or maybe you pull out, you know, a bottle of wine and the bottle is gone by the end of the night. Or maybe you grab a beer, but you grab too many beers. Or maybe you just are binge watching Netflix or TV shows or your shop. I mean, there's so many, it goes on and on and on. The different ways that we try and cope with the stress. And really it's just escaping. Here's the problem, is that numbing does not actually release the pressure and the stress inside of us. And so it just keeps on building. It just keeps on getting more and more pressure built up until we just explode and erupt. And the consequences to our love with God and our love for ourselves and our love for our family and our love in, in our working relationships, I mean, it can be so damaging if we don't find how to release that stress and that pressure. Learning how to get reoriented to God's way is so crucial because as that stress builds, we can go in two different directions. We can either numb out and keep spinning in that circle, or we can allow God to reorient us back his way. These two different paths will create two very different futures for your life. King David, he wrote a number of the Psalms. This guy knew stress. He, before he became king, there was another king called, named King Saul. And King Saul wanted to kill David because he knew he was the future king. And so for years, David was on the run for his life, running through the mountains, hiding in caves. And as I read Psalm 121, I, I want you, if you feel comfortable at home, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to see this and allow God to just speak to you into it. I'm going to read it twice, and then the third time, I want you to memorize it and say it to yourself. Close your eyes. It says, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? 
My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Keep your eyes closed. I lift my eyes up, up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Why don't you say it to yourself? You can open up your eyes. This psalm is meant to reorient us. No matter where you are at in a dark place, that you can look up to the mountains. It it, it frames in ultimate reality that God is so big and, and present and in charge and in control of all of it. But not only that, that he is near. From my house, I can look out the window and see mission trails, and see the five peaks. And no matter what I'm experiencing in my house, I can simply look outside and look to those mountains. And remember, those mountains were there before I came. They will be here after I came. And that God created that. And he's so big and in control, the creator of it all. And as I lift my eyes, the stress just begins to melt away. But I can lift my eyes even higher than that, to the clouds, to the sky. And remember, he is the creator of the heavens and the earth, who is my helper. Ever helping presence in the time of darkness. In any moment that I need God to come and be my helper, I can just say, God, I look up to you. Come and help me in this place. There's three steps that I want to kind of flush out of how we can get reoriented back to God. The first one is we need to reflect. It's that moment when you're beginning to realize, I am not okay. Things need to change. You know, it could be as small as your kids are screaming, and I just need to like let God reorient me back to him. It can be something as big as I am spinning out of control and in this cycle of numbing, and I feel like I'm going to hit rock bottom. I feel like I'm drowning in life. You see, this reflection is not some shallow thing, but it is allowing God to to investigate my life, to be like a detective, to help me see what's going on. You stop. You breathe. You say, God, what is happening inside of me? What's happening in my mind? My wife is reading a book by Jenny Allen called Get Out of Your Head, and it's all about letting God take every thought captive and and letting the lies and the darkness just come down and letting Jesus take control of our our mind. Or maybe in your spirit, what is your your soul connected to, tethered to? Is it to God and to to him or is it to darkness and, and damaging things? Or how about your physical body? What's your body telling you? How does God want to speak to you through your physical body? There's a guy named Peter Scazzaro who wrote an awesome book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. If you're not reading anything good, go buy it. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. In it, he says, God can speak through a knot in your stomach, through muscle tension, trembling, shaking, the release of adrenaline, headaches, elevated heart rate, God may be screaming to us through our physical body while we're looking for some sort of more spiritual sign. You see, God can speak to us through our physical bodies. Let me give you an example. Maybe you've had a hard day and you get to the end of the day and you're like, yeah, I'm going to numb out. 
And then you wake up the next morning and you feel you got a headache. And you're like, yeah, that hurts. You get to the next day and it's, it's stressful and you, you get to the end of the night and you're like, okay, am I going to do it again? Am I going to numb out? Yeah, I do. And I wake up the next morning and yeah, that, that actually, it hurts again. And, and is it possible through maybe our, our physical health, our blood pressure, headaches, that God wants to be telling us something? They tell us in, in recovery that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And you get to a point in your life where you've hit your head up against the wall so many times that you're so tired of it that you begin to actually reflect and see things more clearly. And the second step is that you begin to name it. You begin to call it what it is. Peter goes on to say that emotionally unhealthy people operate in a continuous state of emotional and spiritual deficit Emotional deficits are manifested primarily by a pervasive lack of awareness. When I read that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. A pervasive lack of awareness. I, what is going on beneath the surface of my life? There's just this, this lack of awareness. And that's not okay. And in the last year, I've been really doing hard work to get more in touch with what is happening emotionally inside of my heart. I've been memorizing, you know, primary and secondary emotion charts and teaching my children how to be emotionally intelligent and in touch with, with that and how to communicate it. Because here's what's true, that when we can name it and identify it, we can manage it. And so the, the third and final step is that once you name it, you begin to release it to God. You, you find the right ways to release that pressure, that emotion, because if you don't, that emotion will just blow up. Emotion requires movement. Do you remember that from Pastor Scott a couple weeks ago? It was so powerful that our emotions need to go somewhere. And if we process them and, and allow them to get released... then we can move forward with a new hope and a new orientation. But if we keep them bottled up inside, it can negatively affect so many things in our lives. And so we release that stress. We release that pressure to God and to others that when I lift my eyes up to the mountains, as David did, and I pray and I say, God, this is, I've named it. This is what it is. God, I I release it to you and it just begins to, that pressure begins to get released from our life. But not only that, did, did you know that God actually works through people? It's amazing. We, we got to seek it out and we got to find the right kind of people that have the, the heart of God. And, but, and, and then we need to stick around and not run from it, but actually stay. But but when we share those things with each other and get it out into the open and, and let someone pray for you, it just, it's another way that press, pressure is released from our lives. For some, man, you've been numbing out so many times. It's been going on for so many years that you need some real help. And I get it. I have been there as I shared. Even today, I have 
a number of accountability partners, and I have a discipleship group of guys that, that we know each other so well, and I have a number of different small groups that I'm involved with here at Grace Church. I mean, I need to get it out. The, the truth is that in the last couple of months, alcohol consumption has just shot up. Porn viewing, pornography has gone way up. Mental health is just taking over people's hearts and minds. You see, we can come out of all of that and be reoriented back into a new season of life by getting it out to God and, and letting other people in. And if you want to know how you can get plugged in here at Grace, we have Restored by Grace. It's a group, an online group for addiction and recovery. We have Four Men Only and Purified Hearts for Women. Two groups uh, for, for men only, for women only that are pursuing purity in their lives. We have so many different connect groups for women and for men and community groups and young professionals and young adults. We need other people to let that stress and that pressure out to. Here's the good news in all of this. Help is on the way. Whatever your struggle, whatever your pain, Jesus is our rescuer. And he never grows tired of coming to us in our place of crisis, in our place of need. He never grows tired or weary. And when he comes, he, he exchanges our stress and our darkness and takes it from us. And in its, pla its place, he gives us his forgiveness and his mercy and his tools. I mean, there are so many tools in scripture on how to be reoriented back into a new hope and a new future. See, Jesus knew disorientation. The Son of God took on a body and died on a cross. This sacrifice, this payment for the sins of all people. But you need to believe that and receive that gift of forgiveness by believing in Jesus and his work. And then Jesus was reoriented back as he rose from the dead in the, po the power of God, defeating death that we experience in him. You see, our hope, your hope, is in Jesus. He is our helper. But we need to let him be our helper. Maybe you feel like you're drowning in just an ocean. Jesus is your rescuer. He is your helper. He is my helper. But we need to allow him to help us. We're going to pray. And if you want to ask God, God, come help me right now. He will hear your prayer and hear your cry. Let's pray. God, for those that identify with that, that cycle of stress and numbing and stress and numbing and stress and numbing and feeling like you're spinning out of control in this pattern. God, for anyone that feels like they are drowning in an ocean, we lift our eyes up to the mountains. That is where our help comes from. Our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. If you have never said yes to Jesus, if you have never placed your faith in God, maybe this is the first time you're attending church online or it's been a long time since you've been a part of a church community 
and you're ready to say yes to God and to let him come into your life to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are my helper, the one I've been waiting for to rescue me. Jesus, I believe you love me and you died for me. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Come rescue me. God, for those who have been following you and know you and love you, God, but are just beginning to reflect on the things that are happening beneath the surface of your life. And God is helping you have clarity of what it is and, and it's getting a name. And you want to just release it to God right now. I pray that, Jesus, they would release it to you and you would give them the peace of Christ right now. Fill them up with your peace and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.